Welcome to Mastering Life's Adventures, an educational podcast about tapping into your true self, the soul, your soul, the substance of your life, to discover what life's ups and downs are really about, and how to have a greater sense of purpose, peace, joy, and fulfillment. I am Dr. Judith Holder, your host, coach psychologist, fellow seeker who enjoys diving into the connections between spirituality, psychology, wellness, and your everyday life's adventures. All preparing and polishing you like the fastest of magnificent diamond to be your best self. If you're craving more from your life, you are in the right place. Come, let's journey together and transforming what you know into who you really are. Mastering Life's Adventures begins now. Hi, and welcome back. In this segment, we're focused on real life adventures related to shifting, in this case, from having a voice to not having a voice. And I'd like to welcome a special guest, Trisha Waters, who's here to talk with us about moving from having no voice to having a voice. I thought this would be helpful for our listeners to listen to what she has done to have more of an active voice as she's moved through her ups and downs in living of her life adventures. And this is related to our conversation about how to be your best self in soul evolution, how she has become and has continued to be her best self in soul evolution. And each day, is an important day that gives us a new opportunity to be our best self. And the backdrop of this conversation is three metaphors that I mentioned in episode number one, as well as I believe it was in episode number two or three, that we need to look at our life experiences that we go through from the standpoint of, is it a skateboard moment through, through life that we slow things down? and look at what we need to look at and see it from different perspectives? Do we have to be like a cork in water? And that means we just need to float and relax and know that we're supported by a higher force that is higher, that is helping us through the situation. Or do we need to be like a trampoline? And that is related to bouncing, bouncing a little bit more, bouncing and looking at a higher elevation and bouncing to look at what is the higher meaning of what we're going through in our life. And is there another way of looking at that higher perspective that will give us a greater understanding? And therefore, through knowledge, there is power. Through wisdom, there is wise action. We're talking about these three different types of metaphors. As we're moving and looking through the adventures of Trisha Waters, I'll be asking her to look at this from this perspective. And then in future, and in one of the past episodes, I talk about dark threads in the fabric of gold. And gold represents to the glory of love's divinity. And so that gold, what is the fabric of your soul? And so sometimes we have these dark threads in the fabric of our soul 
not necessarily even being aware of it. And what we're learning to do through life experiences is pulling those threads out, those dark threads out, and allowing the goal, which is our soul, to better shine. So the goal is to be able to allow our soul to better shine. And in that light, and in the essence of his source, which is God, the Lord, the I am that I am, the Atman. Welcome, Trisha. It's good to have you. This is Trisha Waters. She is a mother, a military wife, as well as a covenant life coach. And at the core essence of who she is, is being more God-like and God-filled in her different directions that she is moving in her life. So welcome, Trisha. Thank you, Judith, for having me on today. Oh, you're welcome. So we're going to jump right on in. So tell me a, a time in your life in which you found that you didn't have a voice. Yeah, so there's been a few looking back. The first one was in my first early memory of really the voice just stopping was when I was in the hospital. I was 18 months old, having my right kidney removed. People were coming in trying to make me laugh and, and cheer up because they were recognizing that I was not smiling anymore. And I just really felt like I couldn't speak because there was just, that was a lot for an 18 month old to, to go through. So I feel like that's kind of a normal time frame where something would happen where there wasn't a voice, but I recognized that the voice never really came back after that. And in, in doing the, the searching out and looking at, Hmm, why, why is that? I was seeing through other events that I really started to see um, things and how others were seeing me and, and looking at them. And one of the next big events was when I was seven years old and my dad had committed suicide. He wasn't living with us at the time, but I was sitting around the room with my aunt, my mom and my sister and everyone's crying. And even my stepfather, when he came home, he even had tears and I had never seen him have tears. So everyone's crying yet. I wasn't, I felt very relieved and not sad. And the main reason why I felt relieved was because there wasn't going to be any issues. There wasn't going to be any more pain coming from him. There wasn't going to be more confusion over if he really thought I was his or not. There wasn't, I wasn't going to see my mom suffer through the emotional turmoil that I saw her every single time she had to interact with him. I wasn't going to see him honestly in pain any longer either. So it was a very overwhelmingness sense of a relief. And so in that moment though, I felt like that emotion and that, that thought was wrong because it was so different than what everyone else was feeling and, and well, expressing. Well, it sounds like you were, in some ways, a very sensitive and observant to see all this information going on around you, all these different things going on around you. And you took it in another level, which is similar to a soul. The soul has so many different things it's aware of. And, and also, you're also getting a point about the soul needs to, to be protected too. 
And one way of protecting ourselves sometimes is not having a voice, just being quiet. Yes. And that's really what, what, where that started to come from was, yeah, it was the protection and and the shield that was being built. And I used to call it a, a wall that just, it was like a glass wall. And then as more events took place in life, it became a concrete, a brick and just got stronger and thicker until God really came in and started to show me love and grace. And that happened. Yeah. And so how that, (laughs) that came from an event where my friend was in a play at her church. I wasn't going to be able to see it. I was a competitive bowler through high school and college, and I wasn't going to be able to, to see this because I was going to be competing that weekend. So I was able to go to her, one of her practices. They were working on their practice and singing, but the scene that they were showing on stage was the scene of, of a woman who was talking on the phone, talking about how she just visited women in the prison, how she had just also given clothes to the needy and all these really, really good things. But then she's meeting up with her family and they get into an accident and it's showing then the next scene, this, this guy comes out in a white robe and mind you at this time, I really had never been taught anything about God. I had been hurt. I heard of him. I had gone to my, my aunt a few times to a Catholic church, just, but there was still no like real understanding of who or who God was or who any of that. That's outside a connection. Of Mm-hmm. Right. There was no, right. There was no sense of connection here. There was always a sense of there has to be more to this life and this longing for that connection, but no real meat on the bones, so to speak with it. And in this scene though, with this, with this guy coming out, the, the dad and the daughter are going up these stairs and the mom started to try to go, but she couldn't go. And the, the guy, she's like, God, I, I, I served you. I loved you. I did all these things. And he then comes back saying those who call me by my name, but do not know me are not mine. They're not mine. And, and how he was describing it. I was like, Whoa, okay. What is this? I'm very confused. Cause she did all these really good things. So what does it take then to go to heaven, to go to this place and, and have this intimacy and, as I was questioning this, the next part of the scene is she is being dragged off into hell. And this woman had, man, she had Jodie Foster and any other woman who screamed in her <laughs> film completely, completely just, wow. It was, it was earth shattering. And so I just, my soul for the next week or two was like, wow, okay, what in the world am I missing here? This, so I was very intrigued and actually started then going to with her. Yeah. I had, I just had a question. So you said that God said, if you do not know me and so, but she thought she knew God. Yes. So what was the disconnect? Do you think in that, that play that you were noticing? Yeah. And so, and that's actually observing. Yeah. And that's what I was trying to figure out the next couple of weeks was what is that disconnect? She did all these good things, but what, what was it that she needed differently? And through my own personal discovery, just 
again, taking that observation side. And when I continued to go to church with her and, and the youth group and just hearing what was being said, hearing the, the songs that were being sang and, and really listening to the words and, and it came down for me when I was hearing and shout to the Lord, there was a part in there where I was like, oh, well, he's dad. He's, he's, yeah, he's God, but he's dad. So there's this intimate connection for me that was, that had never been met in this manner. And I was like, wow. Okay. So for me, it was this realization of he was this protector that had never been there. That now was, Mm. yeah, you know, and I mean, we're talking now over 20 years later and I still can feel that initial protection in that moment. That was so beautiful. It's heartwarming. It's body warming. It's comforting to the soul. It is so, mm. it's like a relief to actually yes. to have that direct connection of like you're saying that intimacy, which is yes. what the soul desires so much of too. So you just, it, it was like a relief. That's the word that comes to my mind. <laughs> yes, it was. It was, it was that, that part that was always longing and that, and, and now it was like, oh, I don't have to look anymore. I don't have to figure this out. Now, then the journey became that more, that longing became, I just want to understand him more. Now that I have the more that I was looking for now, the next part of the journey in this process was, oh, wow. What more is there with him? What does this adventure look like? What is, what is, what is it? What's, what's in store Mm -hmm. now that there is this tangible piece that I can, that I can cling to. Wow. You know, we always talk about um, people are in search of this missing element. There's something missing. They get the big car and they get the get house and they get their spouse and they are the partner and they get the children and they get, get, get. <laughs> and then it's like, but something's still missing, which I've talked about yes. in previous podcasts too. And it's like, what? And the very thing that you're mentioning and that's what's missing is this intense, loving, all embracing connection to one's true source, which is God. Yeah. That's very oh. powerful. <laughs> so what do you think though, in the process of going through that awareness and you're talking about the next part of that journey for you, what do you think has been the biggest frustration or maybe even barrier sometimes to keep that connection? Yeah. So you would think, right. In my mind, my 15 year old self was like, this should, life should be easy now. (laughs) And I think, I think as we come to this point with God and we, and we get this, then we, there is a belief that it should all of a sudden be really easy. And for me, it was realizing, oh, this is not easy. (laughs) And it was starting to change patterns that had been ingrained for 15 years a way of doing things, a way of living. So that was probably part of the biggest frustration was still feeling like I didn't have a voice, but yet that voice was screaming internally now to get out. Mm. There was that fire in my soul that just wanted to say the things that I was seeing, say the 
when I would see very hypocritical things happening in church or in the world, when I would see things that I, it just was not the way I could see how God had designed it from his, from what I had been seeing in scripture, from what even just that, that natural intuition and wisdom that I believe that we have been given. Mm-hmm. So I was just, that was kind of the fr- hardest part was just realizing I'm seeing these things, but still can't say anything. And, and because, well, the main thing, I didn't understand why at the time. Now I mm-hmm. do through this, through the journey of healing, I had to mm-hmm. heal from a lot of trauma from my childhood. I had to, um, also realize that there was, how do I word this? That even if I said something that someone didn't agree with, I was still going to be okay. So I was still trying to protect myself from being hurt. Um, so that is where I still couldn't speak because I was so fearful of still being hurt in some kind of way from another person still took on other people's emotions and expectations and not, and even what I perceived God's expectations were. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, the, the phrase that came to my mind when you were saying that, you know, that statement sticks and stones might break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Well, that's not true. Words can hurt us. Yes. I remember, (laughs) I remember saying that actually in childhood when a lot of the trauma was happening and I would, every single time I would say it, I'm like, but it still hurts. That doesn't change it. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So because there there is something I'm going to talk about in future podcasts on the power of the spoken word and the word can be like daggers (laughs) or they can be gentle and kind as angels. In terms of our speech and delivery of of things. But yeah, so I'm hearing that you're journeying through life in in terms of different experiences that you're having, and you're still having this connection to God, but also you're still dealing with life issues that have come up from the past and have moved into the now and move into the future. And, you know, that you've had to deal with, you know, in a really conscious and intentional way. So what do you think would be one thing that people don't realize about not having a voice? I think people, when we think of not having a voice, I don't even think people have been able to even identify that's what's going on. Hmm. I think there's this internal struggle of... I see something or I feel something or I want something more, but I can't seem to get it. I can't grab onto it or take a hold of it. There's something missing. And even though God was there and he was no longer missing, there was still something in my brain that was not connecting those thoughts. Mm -hmm. And I was still behaving out of the old thought pattern Mm -hmm. and had not had a coach or, or anyone that I like how I've had the last few years to really help pull me up out of the the pit. And now I did have people disciple me and train me in God's word. Absolutely. But I didn't have someone helping with the the thoughts around life issues. And I think that has, for me, has been the biggest difference. Yeah. And I want to, I just was thinking about when you were saying that, uh, and you had said before that not having a voice also was bringing anger 
you know, is kind of getting angry for it. And we don't realize that anger that we internalize become habitual. (laughs) And so sometimes that's what we're trying to move through. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yes. That it, that it became such a pattern and a way of, of living life. And it was like, I don't want to live this life. And, and God through my, my reading and, and understanding him more was seeing he in John 10, 10 says, I want you to have life, have it to the full and, and to, for it to be abundant. And the reality is that's not in one area, that's every single area. And so I would see people at this point in my life, when I was really recognizing this, I was full on in my entrepreneur career. I was with a business coach and was seeing my business thrive, but I was having a hard time translating all of these things over into other areas. And I was like, well, it's supposed to be in every single area. God says abundant life. And, and so that's what I was, that was part of that journey. Next was figuring out how do I have this abundant life in every area? How do I find in a sense, that voice that's speaking to all areas, not just the business, not just, I wasn't yet a mom, but I knew we wanted that, all those different things. Yeah. And I hear that loud and clear because sometimes we think that because we have that connection with God, that everything should be hunky dory. (laughs) (laughs) But God says, you're living your life. And we want you to learn how to live it abundantly. And there are certain experiences that you may need to go through to help you to see, are you going to choose the abundant life or are you going to choose the restricted life? <laughs> you know, our thoughts and our feelings and our actions and our deeds. So that is quite right on target. You know, that happens, what you're saying. I think many of our listeners will understand, like, I got it here, but what about these other areas? What do I do? <laughs> Right. And, and that's where I really think that's where community really does play a part in finding a community that has a similar voice. Even if you haven't figured out how to actively vocalize your voice, you have figured out internally what you're really wanting. And, and I was in different communities and again, they would, they would work, but they weren't hitting every area. And when I was just like, God, I really need something that can help me with every area. I actually Googled mom entrepreneur and came across Hannah Keeley and mom master university. And as I was diving a little bit more into, into her, I was like, Oh wow. She's kind of, yeah, this is, I feel like this might be kind of my tribe, my people, because she was saying things abundant life in every area. She was saying things that just really hit that soul part of me that just longed for freedom in all of these areas. So I have been around her now nine years and in part of her, her process and her group of just each time she would bring something new out. And as she was training and learning, I would jump right in and say, okay, let's do the next thing because whatever she was doing fit very much in line with where God was having me go with finding my voice. And I think there are many different avenues that you're, you know, you just mentioned one that people can go in terms of having a greater voice, but it first begins with understanding self and understanding what are those things and those dynamics that are occurring within myself and my soul that is affecting my active voice. 
as others are trying to teach me, because we've had Jesus who was a teacher who came as a racial, or we have Buddha as a person who was teaching us some principles and precepts. We've had even great masters and saints who have been able to do that. All are trying to teach us how to do it. And then we have to gain the self-mastery around it. And so that's what I'm seeing is in terms of that community, the different communities were ways in which you were getting maybe tidbits of information, but ultimately you found a community that helped you the best, but it, it also is like, how did it help you in expressing your voice around challenging types of situations, Trish? What was, was there a challenging situation you had and you found you were able to have a more active voice? Yeah, it's so it's it's still been part of that process. And I feel like it's only honestly been the last month or so where I've really actively been vocal, like very vocal. But there was some times in the last couple years, my husband came back from a deployment and it was a rough deployment. I didn't realize how rough it was until we did some looking back and, and stopped some negative cycles that were happening in our home and, and the emotional side of it. But in this process, I was realizing there are some things that are taking place that are not quite right, but yet how do I help it? How do I work through this? And I still longing and praying and seeking out God for this. And then I, for myself, I needed to go a little bit deeper. And so I hired a, another coach to help me in this area. And that is where for myself, I needed someone else to help pull out my thoughts, to help me get out of the fog and out of the, the place that my brain was just staying in. And so that's how I personally needed to go through it was I needed that person who could directly be full honest with me when I was trying to hide again, when I was trying to build up the, she was able to call it out and to speak into that, at that place and say, okay, well, let's, let's work with your brain. What is your brain trying to keep you safe from? And what, what is mm -hmm. your heart trying to keep you safe from? Cause I actually, through this process started to develop heartburn mm -hmm. and, um, mm -hmm. and this heartburn was, is, is, and even when I have it now, it's an indicator that I'm trying to keep myself safe from something. Mm -hmm. And the moment I grab a thought that is safe and that helps me that in light of what, what I was keeping myself safe from. So for me, a big part was emotions and not, you know, not wanting to have them and pushing them away mm -hmm. from all those emotionals, the emotions that I had from growing up, like the fear and really allowing myself to sit in that so I went through this this summer really for a good two weeks of allowing myself to sit in fear, but in a healthy, safe environment mm -hmm. that I'm in now, mm -hmm. but actually feeling those emotions that I never really allowed myself to feel in childhood. And so that also allowed that voice to come out because I then was normalizing these emotions to the point of where, when I would feel fear, my heart wasn't racing anymore. It wasn't causing heartburn. It's, oh, fear is a normal emotion. Okay. <laughs> and so recognizing that no matter what emotion I have come up, even now through excitement and some greater, greater joyful emotions that are taking place will still cause some heartburn because it's, it's, it's not normal yet. And so I'm creating a space for motions to be normal. 
Yeah, and when you were you were sharing that, the image that came to my mind was learning to be the cork and water, and yeah. just being with it and being aware of it, and not feeling that you're going to flounder and you got to swim harder, you got to do something different, or you got to fight it, right? <laughs> you know, or you feel like you're drowning. None of that at all. But it's just being a, a cork and water, and in, uh, allowing the water to support you, or allowing the emotions to move by you being pulled down by the particular emotion or the intensity of the emotion that takes place. And that cork analogy, you know, can be so powerful sometimes for people and take away that you have to force something to happen, to be different. Well, I don't want to be angry. Therefore, I have to be calm. And so you hold it in, suck it up. (laughs) But inside, inside, you're still angry. (laughs) Right, right. Exactly. It was a, it was a definitely a a constant pushing the emotions down because, right. Because of what I had said earlier in my story, I wasn't allowed to have those emotions because it wasn't right. It wasn't normal because everyone else had complete opposite emotions than me. And so Mm -hmm. it was, it's been a journey of finding, oh no, the way that I have felt and believed and thought was right for me. It was exactly what I needed because that's how I was made and created. And that's how I was seeing things. And so recognizing, so that was, I guess that part of that journey of finding the voice a little bit more was realizing, oh, everything that I have felt and thought all through life was completely normal and it was mine. Yeah. And you're hitting that lovely point of how do we claim the realness of who we are and how do we claim we probably have got to be aware of it the realness of who we are yes. <laughs> and then how do we claim it every day in every way <laughs> every day in every way because there's always going to be this encroachment that happens and the encroachment is the what I call the not self the not it's not true to who we are that always want to yeah. swing us all or pull us back like a a magnet and filings pull us back to this old thought or old way or old emotion. Right. <laughs> and we got to say, no, no, no. I'm taking that magnet away <laughs> and I'm going to be true to who I am and what I know who I am now because I'm always evolving too. And that's what God wants for us too, to always continue to evolve to him <laughs> in yes. his direction and that connection that you're talking about. Yeah, and, and with that, that brings to mind what we had spoken about before doing this call of the, the bridge thoughts and how sometimes, you know, we want something and we see, oh yeah, I want this thought. So for myself seeing, oh, I want to be a conqueror. I see that I am that, but my brain was really holding on to being a survivor. And, and so I had to kind of start instead of saying, Oh, I'm a conqueror. Cause I couldn't fully grasp it and hold on to that. I had to go more into the, I am more than a survivor. I'm also a conqueror, you, you know, and, and sit with that for a week. And now, even as of this morning, it was like, yeah, I'm a conqueror. And I can say that, and you can hear the boldness and the strength behind it, but that took some time to get there at even though I wanted it last week, my brain was still like, mm, that's a little too much. It was that magnet, right? Like what you were talking about was the magnet trying to hold on a little bit longer. And so I really had to do some different techniques through the, through the week of 
taking that survivor and making her smaller and, and showing the reality of who she really was and is and where she originally came from to make her less in like using your magnet analogy making it less magnetized and allowing to in a sense to demagnetize her and to let her go but let her still be a part of me but let her go of the strength that she was holding onto Correct. And this is a, a lovely way. And we're going to have you come back, Trish, to talk about this next segment, this next piece, between knowing that in terms of what we were talked about when we were just chatting earlier before we did the Zoom call today about this these bridge thoughts, and which we'll continue to have this conversation around that. And also what you're talking about in terms of moving that survivor type of energy into the conqueror and how you've been able to make that happen. Is there one pearl of wisdom that you would like our listeners to take away from this segment of, excuse me, Mastering Life's Avengers, being your best self? I would say from, from this part of the segment is just how the things of our past do have a place in our life and they are part of the journey to finding our voice or part of that journey of having the abundant life that God has told us we can have. And so I would love to see your listeners to, to recognize that they can have abundant life in every area, that it doesn't have to be in just one. Excellent. And they can speak it aloud. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what they are wanting. Thank you, Trish. Look forward to, um, to our next connection. Thank you for joining me for this episode on Mastering Life's Avengers, being your best self through soul evolution. If you have enjoyed what you've heard today, I would be delighted if you would share this episode with others. Leave a thumbs up and subscribe to my Master in Life's Adventures podcast. Look forward to your joining the next episode. Please leave any comments or suggestions you might have below. Bye for now.